0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: Our schools are committed to each other and to the Pac-12. We'll get our meteorites deal done. We'll announce the deal. I think the realignment that's going on in college athletics will will come to an end for this cycle. The Drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan. The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 999 The Fan on a Friday. We are back, by the way, in studio. Home yeah, I don't know from where Charlotte. I am. You don't know where I you are. I don't know
0: where I am.
1: At least there was no time zone switching, so our clocks oh, yeah. are all right. Uh we're back from ACC kickoff. Ready to round out week number 2 of of The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Feels like we've we've been on air for a lot longer than that. Yeah. Uh but but week number 2 coming to a close and the irony uh, of what we're going to talk talk about first is that um it was a big point of conversation at ACC kickoff right Tuesday Thursday uh Tuesday through Thursday I should say we we were in Charlotte at ACC kickoff talking with all the coaches all the players the the ACC commissioner Jim Phillips right all make statements press conferences they got their messages out we are now back here on Friday and the message has changed already wait what Tuesday through Thursday, we're in Charlotte. Friday, throw out everything you learned in, in, in Charlotte. According to ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, uh, now the conference is absolutely open to expansion. As long as the schools would make them better. Exactly. You need, like, the, how did we get here? I, I'm done with Phillips' reactionary leadership. Phillips told the ESPN yesterday, okay? He had opening comments on Tuesday that we all sat for, right? It was it was big deal, right? Huge the, deal. The way the ACC kickoff event was set up was there there was like the radio little room, right? That's where uh, they had trophies set up. It was, that's where we were for the majority of our time. There was what I'm calling the big room. That's where the big press conferences were. A lot of the writers hung out there. Uh, there was a writer's work room, and, uh, and then there were a few other little offshoots. There was nobody in any room but the big room when Jim Phillips was talking on Tuesday. right? Standing room only. We were in there, and we listened to the entire deal, and I didn't get the vibe— that he was anywhere near actively or absolutely open to adding anybody to the ACC.
0: Other than Notre Dame.
1: Yes, but even that wasn't like actively. That was passively. That was the door is open for them if they ever want it. That's what that was. Right? Hey, Notre Dame, we've, we've had those conversations. They know we want them as a full member, so, so the door is open. And, and, then, and then something happened, right? This is the full timeline. No urgency to, or even openness, really, to to expanding. On Tuesday, on Wednesday, news breaks that Colorado is leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12. On Thursday, the ACC is quote, by the way, quote. He told them on Thursday. I'll read it for you. The ACC has been and remains highly engaged in looking at anything that makes us better and stronger as a conference. We've spent considerable time on expansion to see if there's anything that fits. We have a tremendous group of institutions, but if there was something that made us better, we would absolutely be open to it. That's Thursday. There is nothing more I hate from a leader than being reactionary right? That feels like you're on your heels. That feels like you are, you are being told what to do rather than doing what's best for you and the group you're leading. You have to be proactive, right? You have to, to go get what you think is best. Mm -hmm. I listened to the full Jim Phillips, ACC intro, Dennis, we were standing right next to each other. That's what I'd say. Took the words right out of my mouth. We were standing right next to each other. We had W R A L. Uh there we had Yeah, Pat Walter uh, was right w- next to we us. We had we had every we were all there. Victoria was right next Vi- to us Victoria too. Victoria was right next to us. Mumbling under under our breaths to each other occasionally like we were all there. Adam was sitting. He, he got there early, got the got the chair, so he was there. There was no excitement about expansion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Matter of fact, I was probably mumbling under my breath what? Why aren't they talking about expansion? Because I've been on team, they need to expand for a long time. So maybe this, this is like they're ending up at the right spot, right? Because if now suddenly they get the kick in the pants they need to go chase down beneficial new members, then it's like, all right, you ended up at the right spot, but you ended up there the wrong way. And, and that alone is enough to be concerned right doing it because you're reacting or because you're scared into doing it is the wrong reason and that will likely lead you to making the wrong choices when expanding cuz cuz here's how i think the acc should operate the acc should be very very active in every single expansion conversation mm-hmm. they should not be desperate okay because let, let, let's let look at it the way they are now. 14 and a half teams. Is that fair? Yeah. 14 teams plus a half of Notre Dame because you don't have football, which is half even if you have all the rest of the sports. So, so 14 and a half teams. I don't believe you ever want to go out above 20. So you have four and a half slots. Don't take the first or any like anyone that's interested. Don't do that, right? Five and a half. You're right. Yeah. Thank you you could have jumped on the mic and said that the Dennis was being nice I was. He, he was signaling five and a half through the through the the screen here through the 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 glass trust me my you'll be correcting my quick on the air math forever and ever so <laughs> do not feel feel like you have to be timid with that one uh, i'm'm I'm, I'm not sensitive um five and a half slots either way a limited number and it's not a ton you don't want to fill them up with teams that were first come first serve and then learn. Oh, uh, you know, w- your your number one option would be interested in it. You know what I mean? I I think there are teams. I think West Virginia makes a lot of sense. They mm-hmm. won't like the academics, I believe. We'll see. Well, you have the natural uh, rivalry with Pitt already. Natural rivalry with Pitt. Natural mm-hmm. rivalry with Virginia Tech. Uh, regionally, it makes sense. I think Kansas makes a lot of sense if, if you want to continue to hold on to your your status, at least colloquially, as the best basketball conference in, in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, SEC and Big Ten both making making strides there. Uh, there there's a lot that makes sense, but I, I wouldn't want to just rush into whoever's next right I think the big 12 did a little bit about that because they were desperate right and that's kind of the round that ended with UCF and Houston and Cincy and BYU they actually were desperate I don't think the ACC should be desperate but there's not a like you should be calling the Texases and Oklahomas every couple of weeks. So at least if, if, if and when they started going in, hey, you know what? The sec looks good. You can make your pitch. Now, I don't know if you would have gotten them. Probably not, but, but you should be able to make your pitch there. There's nothing that should be a surprise. And it feels like they got surprised by Colorado moving from the PAC 12 to the big 12. Cause now they're changing the, their entire aura. Their entire outlook. Well, we heard right there on the open of the show, that was George Kleofkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, who
0: saying, yeah, we're all committed as Buffalo is leaving. I'm it, sorry, it, Buffalo, Colorado.
1: The Colorado Buffaloes. Buffaloes.
0: Exactly. As Colorado is leaving. So, I'm sorry, there's nothing holding the Pac-12 together right now. I mean, if you really, ACC, if you're willing to go west, you could probably pick off some schools from out
1: there. Arizona, Arizona State would look lovely. Yeah. Oregon uh, would look awesome. A- Oregon would be, Oregon and again, Washington if you're willing to great. travel – that there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, because those bring
0: like, Oregon's a name. Like, and Oregon, Oregon's a big Oregon's brand. A
1: name, and and you'd probably try to get like a Washington or something yeah, to pair Oregon with and them. Washington, And would be and, awesome. and here's what else that does for media rights deals. It opens mm-hmm. up a whole other time slot. Oh yeah, right. That Pac-12 after dark time slot, which is the eight thirty nine o'clock opening kick or opening tip time here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. That is now open to you for every game that's played at home on the West Coast. Again, don't be desperate and take anybody, right? Don't, don't go out there and come back with Oregon State and Washington State. <laughs> go out there looking for Oregon and Washington. Come back with Oregon State and Washington State. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. But be involved, and not because you're scared, not because you're reacting, because you think it's what's best for the, the, the conference. And I'll tell you right now, it's what's best for the conference, on Tuesday, maybe, well, hmm, on Thursday, absolutely open to it. I don't like the flip-flopping nature of it. I like the good flip-flopping, by the way. I'm not against changing your mind. I say that often, right? If one day I say a team is good and two months later I say a team is not good, don't say, hey, you flip-flopped. I'll say, hey, I learned new information and changed my mind. I'm not locked into an opinion. But from Tuesday to Thursday with, with – just one little tweak from Colorado, you're changing your entire outlook. That's the flip-flopping I don't like. That means you you weren't locked in or, or you hadn't actually judged every situation when you made your original opinion. Drake may had a hand in hiring chip Lindsay. Who's the offensive coordinator for, for the Carolina Tar Heels. The more and more I hear from Mac Brown and everyone at Carolina, which we heard a lot of over the past few days at, at ACC kickoff. We did. The more and more I realize it is a one year window for the Tar Heels. Everything is built around Drake may and Drake may unless something actually goes fairly poor, right, something goes badly, he's on campus for one more year. Yeah. It would be as surprising as when Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck went back for their senior years if if he were to do that, and I don't expect that to happen. Mac Brown uh, was quoted actually uh, by ESPN at ACC kickoff days saying that he wants a flawless offense for Drake May. That to me, just the wording right there shows how much they're building for Drake May right now. Around, not uh, with, they are building for. He was involved in choosing the next offensive coordinator and Chip Lindsey. Think about how outlandish that is. A player with limited eligibility and and a pro career that's likely starting after the next season is hiring the offensive coordinator who will not just likely be there for one year, right? Will likely be there for a bunch more years, hopefully. They brought in Clyde Christensen as a volunteer offensive assistant. We heard Drake May raving about that that move because Christensen had coached Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck and so many of these guys who he wants to one day be in the position they're in. They built the offense around this guy even with Josh Downs and and, and a few other players out of the offense from a season ago, they replaced it in a way that is very Drake May centric. Here's Mac Brown at ACC kickoff talking about replacing key players on the offense. As far as losing, you lose Antoine green, you lose Josh Downs, you lose some powerful players, but then you bring in, you've got some good players that because both of them were hurt. Some neither one played in the bowl game and we had good players step up and, and you can, whether it's JJ
0: Jones or, Gavin Blackwell or Kobe Paysour, or, you know, you can, you can
1: talk about those guys that stepped up last year at, at different times, but we also bring in Nate McCollum and we bring in Tez Walker and Nate was very successful in this league at Georgia tech. He's got great speed. He's tough. He can run it as well
0: as throw it. So he can make yards after catch. So he's, he's got some similarities to, to Josh that, that we lost.
1: Tez Walker and Nate McCollum brought in his transfers. Tez Walker from Kent State. Yep. Uh, Nate McCollum, as, as you just heard from, from Georgia Tech. Both of those guys were singled out by Eddie Royal, ACC network analyst, former, former Virginia Tech player, when we had him on the show yesterday. Right? I, I said, hey, you're a wide receiver. Who do you like in the, the ACC? Tez Walker was the first name he mentioned. Nate McCollum, I believe, was the third. Those guys were brought in as transfers, upperclassmen. This was all built for Drake May for Drake May. Drake May is going to be there one more season. Now maybe they had to do it this way, right? That's one option. Yeah, is, is if Drake May wanted to put his name in the portal. And by the way, Drake multiple times at at kickoffs at ACC kickoff did say. Those were all rumors. I was never really considering it. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, this is my dream school. I'm not going to leave. But that doesn't mean that North Carolina didn't operate with the fear of him going into the transfer portal. Sure. He would not be the first player to look at his, at his coach and say, I want to be here. I don't want to leave. And then a couple of days later, put his name in the portal. Like, it does happen. Just like coaches a lot of times say, I want to be here. I'm here for the long haul. Oh, I'm sorry. What blue blood wants me? See ya. Like, like we've seen that also.
0: How much are they offering?
1: Yeah, exactly. How funny would it be if like those marks of uh of of confidence did come with qualifiers? Yeah, like right. Mike Elko had to do a lot of it uh, at ACC kickoff. A lot of I want to be here. I'm here. I want to be here. Sure. Imagine if he did put like a qualifier on it. I want to be here. Unless they go to ten million dollars, <laughs> like I want to be here. That is, except the this very specific situation happened. I don't think that would elicit the same raw, raw atmosphere that, that what Elko did uh, is eliciting right now in Durham. Uh, but to go back to, to how they're building it, maybe every team from now on in college football, when you have a, a player that is a top pro prospect at quarterback and they still have years of eligibility before they're allowed to turn pro, you just have to build absolutely everything around them for fear of them going into the transfer portal. If you have a new coach, you have to bring them in the decision-making room. Right? You have to say, hey, do you want to talk to the O.C. before we hire him? Hey, what are you looking for in an O.C.? Uh, you have to say, well, we have some young wide receivers they are unproven, but we think they're going to be good. No, that's not good enough for you. All right, we'll go get some proven ones in the transfer portal. Yeah. Maybe you have to do that just to to feel comfortable that your quarterback's not going anywhere. And if you're Carolina in this situation, if not now, when? That's the other side. Yeah. Maybe they did just look around and go, let's pour poor or poor let's put all of our chips in the middle yeah go all in that's the other option is they looked around and said the best chance for us to contend right to go win an ACC championship and maybe be in the mix for a college football playoff is this year and there's no guarantee we're going to have a chance in the near future when Drake may moves on so why would we save anything for the future that's the other option and I think that's actually a very interesting option because uh, it is very much like a gamble. It is very much like an all-in move at the poker table because if it doesn't go well, you're kind of out of luck, right? Because then you have a, a offensive coordinator that was handpicked by a player who's no longer on your roster. You have young players that weren't given the the – uh, reps to to get better and improve because you gave them to these transfers that were brought in to help your uh, your quarterback and the the momentum around your program comes to a screeching halt. Right, that's going busto. However, if you win on the all in bet, you can really start something cranking. Right, because then then you have all the you could be the big chip stack at the table. If I'm a quarterback in the portal next year, and you just you just turned out Sam Howell, who's the starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky, who, for all of the struggles he's had in the NFL, was a number two overall pick, which is appealing to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And Drake May, who at the moment looks like the worst possible he could be his number two in the NFL draft at the moment. A lot could happen. But – uh but then if it hits, right, if it goes well, all of these moves work. Drake May has a gigantic season, goes on to be a Heisman finalist, goes on to win a bunch of games, maybe the conference, goes on to to, to be number one or two in the NFL draft. Every other transfer quarterback out there who has a big season at any of most schools is going to look and go, I'll go to UNC. Yeah. And then you have a, a like a, a, a cycle, right? Play well get the quarterback play. Well, get the quarterback play. Well, get the wide receivers that the quarterback needs play. Well, the offensive coordinator looks like a genius play. Well, everybody, it's, it's, it all happens going all in for one year does not mean they're ignoring the future. It means they're betting their future on this year. Yeah. And that's a fascinating way to go about it. Right. Cause most coaches think in like five, 10 year plans, where do we want the program to be? Seems like Mac Brown's going, where do we want the program to be in five years? Uh, What about this year? Let's just worry about this year. We'll figure out the rest later based on how well or poorly this year goes.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.